Hello, and welcome back to Healing Waves podcast, where we dive into the connection between emotional upbringing and physical and mental well-being and how we can heal our mind, body, and soul holistically. I am your host, Amy Zhang, and this is episode 21. I cannot believe that Christmas is right around the corner. Time just seems to be flying by like no other, and I usually lose my sense of time around the holidays because there's just so much going on. And if you are anything like me, this time can also be a bit overstimulating too with so much going on, so I hope you take the time needed for yourself to rest and not feel guilty about it. I also hope you enjoyed last week's guest episode with Jessica Hartman. It's always comforting to know that we are never alone when it comes to healing trauma, even though it can be a very lonely feeling. You know, my goal of this podcast is to not promote trauma bonding by any means, but to provide a safe space for us to talk through what we went through and really work together on what works best for our individual healing journeys. Healing is never a one size fits all. So, you know, it's important to me to always keep an open mind because you never know what may help you in your healing journey. So in this episode, I want to share a part of my healing journey that has been extremely painful, but also enlightening at the same time. I know you're probably wondering, those are very opposite feelings, Amy, and they definitely are. And we have to remind ourselves that healing is not linear. As time goes on, other suppressed emotions and traumas may surface that we need to work through so we can release them. And it is absolutely possible for opposing emotions to coexist. So... As time goes on, when these suppressed emotions and traumas finally start to surface, that doesn't mean that we have failed in healing by any means. It's just a way of our body saying, hey, like, I'm ready to release this. Let's work through it. Um, So it's definitely not that we have failed by any means. It's just our body saying, like, okay, we're ready to release. So as always, before we dive in, I like to remind everyone that the content in my podcast is not medical advice. I am not trying to get sued by any means. I am just sharing what's worked for me and what I believe we should be educated on in the first place to prevent chronic illness. Another thing that I want to mention in every single one of these episodes regarding this topic is that, yes, I do love my parents. I appreciate everything that they have done for me over the years. I understand that they worked really hard to ensure that my sister and I have a better life, and I will always have that love for them, but I am not responsible for any actions that they have taken in their own life or for their emotions. And additionally, anything that I talk about on this topic is not to promote black sheep behavior whatsoever. I often joke about being the black sheep in the family, but not in a negative way. You know, I'm not putting all of the blame on my parents for everything that has gone wrong in my life because there are things that are completely on me. And this is also not a pity party for me or for anyone else going through similar situations. This is me shining light on this topic because of how many traumatized adults we have in this world because of the environment that they were raised in with emotionally immature parents. 
So as we get older, we don't realize how much we tie our self-worth to something else, whether that's a job, our parents' approval, people, places, things, experiences, the list goes on and on. And when we start to realize how much we based our own self-worth on outside forces, it starts to show how long we've been doing it for and we don't even realize it. So for the longest time, I didn't even know who I was, like as a person, you know, and if you think about it, we're given lessons in school and then we're tested on them. And our scores on that test are what the teacher bases, how much we really understood that subject. You know, if we get a good grade, our self-esteem goes up. If we get a bad grade, our self-esteem goes down. And in some cases with getting a bad grade, we're also given a label and moved to a different class. So I have so many issues with this process right here. And honestly, I don't agree with any anything that the school system does um, because you lose your sense of self through it all. And it just continues and continues for years and years. You know, you graduate high school and then you go to college and then you graduate college and then you get a job and then you work for someone else. So for all of these years, you don't really have a sense of who you are. And I just find that so scary. Um, You know, I didn't realize I was tying my self-worth to academics, which then I was told would determine the type of job I would get. And then not to mention growing up in an emotionally unstable household, I was tying my self-worth to my parents' approval, which I never got, which then led me to tie my self-worth to the friends and the relationships I had, physical places, and then what I was able to afford materialistically and so on. You know, we don't realize how much we lose ourselves when we chase other things for approvals and validations, and then we think we aren't good enough without them. And so here's the thing, your self-worth is your belief in your own value as a person. This comes from within ourselves, not anyone else, ourselves. Your self-esteem is your opinion of your traits and your abilities, and this usually comes from outside sources. So when we grow up in an emotionally unstable household, our self-esteem is generally super low. And that's because our parents never gave us the emotional nourishment to thrive. You know, we were expected to figure everything out as kids. And this in turn makes our self-worth non-existent. As we get older, we get a job and we start working for someone. And it's not surprising that we end up tying our self-worth to our job and the work that we do, and oftentimes other people, places, and things. So here's a story from a part of my healing journey recently. So I realized that I was tying my self-worth to my previous job. I tied it to working in general, always feeling like I needed to be doing something productive, and never allowing myself to rest. This in turn translated to my personal life as well. You know, I was always cleaning, doing stuff around the house, feeling like I always had to do something. I would never allow myself to just sit on the couch and just rest. And it's been over three months, you know, since I've held a corporate position 
But in these three months, emotions and traumas that have been suppressed for far too long really started to come out. And there was no running away from them this time. And I feel like when you work a corporate job, you're always on the move. You're going to work, you're doing your thing, you're coming home. It's so easy to sweep emotions and traumas under the rug and just suppress them. And when I connected the dots, I fell into a deep depression. And it, and I just really started to question everything that had ever happened to me. You know, why I was dealt these cards as a child, you know, when my parents never taught me how to stand up for myself instead of being a doormat where people could walk all over me and take advantage of me. Um, you know, serving people is so important, but not to the point to where you are being taken advantage of, which unfortunately this happens a lot in the corporate world, you know, and while everything with my previous position is in hindsight now, I just see how much I tied myself to that job and the work that I did. And it really showed how I took everything so personally, You know, I worked day in and day out for a job that wouldn't have cared if I died the next day. And I tried to control things that I clearly had no control over with that company. You know, the miscommunications were so present and I truly believe that they purposely made my job miserable just to see how long I would last And unfortunately, a lot of corporations do this. And to me, it's just so messed up. I don't think that management and leadership and HR truly understands how much this affects us as individuals. You know, they want to hire you for as cheap as possible. And then they don't want to they don't want to pay you overtime when you deserve it. Um, At the end of the day, you know, these companies have billions of dollars, but they want to cheap out when it comes to paying their employees who are doing solid work for them. So there were just so many lessons that I learned. And one of them was to never, ever, ever tie your self-worth to a job. And in these uh, three to four months, you know, I've really shifted my mindset And I've done a lot of inner work, healing work, and I know that I am worthy. You know, I add value in so many places. My work is valuable. You know, your self-worth will always, always, always come from within you, not from anyone else. And I really had to dig deep and see why I was operating the way that I was. And once I decided to end that toxic cycle... I felt like a new me was born. So the way that someone treats you has absolutely nothing to do with you and everything to do with that other person. This is a powerful, powerful mindset shift that I've made. And once you put it into action and you master the art of not reacting emotionally, it's game over for the other person. It doesn't matter if they're family or an old workplace throwing dirt on your name and making you look like a bad person or a toxic friend. When someone decides to talk shit about you and say how bad of a job you're doing with your life or how awful your work is or that you're not doing enough, 
that has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. If you know that you're doing a good job at work or in life and you see the value and work you're putting into it, who cares what they think? They could come back and say that it was the shittiest work you've done and not react emotionally and know that their reaction has nothing to do with you. And this protects your own peace. So I noticed that I was reacting emotionally and taking things personal because of my childhood. The people who I thought should always be in my corner and have my back, they weren't there for me when I needed them. And it's absolutely normal to take things personal when your own parents are beating you down. I mean, you know, they're our, they're our parents. You would think that they would support you no matter what and never try to tear you down and always encourage you. But I think as we get older and we no longer live under the same roof, it's important to see why they are the way that they are and why they act a certain way in situations. It really does take work to not take things personally from our parents because they really are our family and we are related by blood. But the hardest thing that I've had to do was not take their snide comments and abuse personally and go above that. And this goes for jobs as well. So if a manager is knowingly abusing you and making your job hell and miscommunicating with you on purpose, this has everything to do with them. This just shows who they truly are and it has nothing to do with you. Obviously, dealing with a toxic person or people at work is different than dealing with toxic parents. But a lot of how we learn to react as a child growing up shows up in our work environments as well. And the thing is, when we react, we lower our vibration and end up playing on their energy level, which is the lowest level of energy. And it not only gets a reaction out of us, which is what they want, but we also lower our own vibration in the process. And this can set us back in healing by a lot and we don't even know it. It is absolutely okay to be offended in the situation as it's happening. It takes a lot of power and control of ourselves to not respond or to just respond with love. You know, to just let it sit with us for a moment and then let it go. And the thing is, when you respond to negativity, that's a trigger. And triggers are a sign from our bodies that, okay, this is an area we need to work on in healing. And it's just so enlightening to just see things the way that they are now. I feel like... It really does take a lot of healing work to get to a place to where, okay, if you are put back into that same situation where people are throwing dirt on your name, they are slandering your name to other people um, who don't even know you, uh, or your parents are tearing you down, it really does take a lot of healing work to really rise above and vibrate on a higher frequency to where you don't need you don't feel the need to respond. This is something that I'm I'm working on as well. I am by no means a master at any of this, but what I have found to be really helpful is 
reminding myself that I am worthy. I provide value. And I know these are affirmations, but affirmations really do help rewire your brain. And I just feel like when we continuously repeat this to ourselves and we know our worth, then as time goes on, we don't feel the need to react anymore, if that makes sense. You know, and how we heal is different for everyone. You know, so for me, I like to focus on meditation, deep breathing, and just slowing down in general. You know, I feel like when we are stressed, when we are doing a million things at once, uh, when we feel like, okay, we have to be productive, we cannot just sit down and rest, we tend to snap at people. And, you know, when we're trying to do it all, it's an, it's an emotional reaction. So, for example, when you're at work and you're getting your things done on your to-do list and then your manager comes in and says, okay, this one wasn't enough. But then, you know, you realize, okay, well, they didn't tell you to add certain things in. So now it's just making for additional work. Of course, we're going to snap. And it's really hard to to not hold that in, you know, because it's like, okay, another miscommunication. But at the same time, and I know this is so challenging, it's challenging for me as well. I feel like we really, really have to dig deep and ask ourselves, okay, does this warrant a reaction out of me right now? And is it worth it? You know, it's really important to take time out of your day to, to just sit with yourself, sit in silence. I was unable to, to just sit and be still for five minutes for the longest time. And I never understood why until I learned that I was conditioned to believe that I always had to be doing something you know, always be productive. No, we're human. When we don't listen to our bodies, they will start to scream to get you to slow down. And when we say yes to things, when we clearly mean no, our body has a way of screaming no. Journaling is another way that I have found that's truly helpful. You know, I feel like there's no wrong way to journal. You know, it can literally be a brain dump of of what's on your mind. You know, if you're lost on where to start journaling, you know, there's a few journal prompts that you can look up on Pinterest. Um, I'll also include some in the description of this podcast, but just write whatever comes to your mind. You know, you'll be surprised at just how much lighter you feel. If you feel like you need a journal and just vent about what happened at work, do it. You know, I feel like when we hold all these emotions in, that puts us back in healing. But when we journal or we vent to a trusted person, that can be so, so helpful for us. And it just allows for our body to just release. Movement is the next thing. This right here is medicine. I don't mean going hard in the gym by any means, but a light workout just to get your blood flowing. You know, this can be walking, stretching, yoga, rebounding. You know, people underestimate how effective these movements are. You know, another thing is somatic shaking. And yes, this is a real thing. <laughs> this can help you a lot when you're feeling anxious and stressed. You know, all you do is shake your body. You literally can't mess this up. You know, shake your arms, shake your legs, shake your booty, 
breathe deeply as you're doing this. You know, this allows your body to return to safety by releasing any fearful energies. You know, this is also just a great way to get your blood flowing as well and release anything that's just no longer serving you. So like I mentioned, breathe deeply while you're doing this. It really, really, really does help. And I think when we grow up in chaos, we tend to crave a slower lifestyle. You know, I tend to get overstimulated easily when I'm in a big crowd of people, you know, depending on what the crowd is for. Um, Because I know I'm sensitive to energies. You know, I can go to a crowded restaurant and pick up people's energy so quickly. And I used to not be able to do this at all. And when I realized that, okay, wow, I am picking up on every person's energy in this room, it's not a bad thing. It's just being aware. You know, there's nothing wrong about it. You just know what's best for you. You know, remember that your self-worth will always come from within you, not from outside forces. You know, it's important to keep this in mind as we are healing. You know, when we when we're strong in our power and we have a high self-esteem and self-worth, it really makes it difficult for negative energies to bring us down. All right, and that wraps up this podcast episode. I hope you have found all of these things helpful. If there is something on any of the topics that I talked about or any topic that you would like for me to talk more about, you can send me an email at healingwavespodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode in the Q&As and polls and how it was beneficial for you. As mentioned before, this podcast is now available everywhere on all podcast platforms, and I am also active on TikTok, so if you would like to see more content, follow me on there, and I will include my handle in the description of this podcast as well. I hope you all have an amazing week, and I will see you all in next week's episode, and I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, guys.